Welcome back to yet another episode of Perspectives. Whether you're listening to this in the morning or nighttime, either way, I think we can all agree we start our day getting out of bed. Right? Well, wrong. Right now, Minneapolis, Minnesota is experiencing a huge crisis, not only of homelessness, but of kids being able to have their own beds. Now, when I first found out about my very own bed, it struck me because I've known people personally in my life who've been through shelters and homelessness and try to get back on their feet with children. So I was like, well, wow, I have to interview these people and figure out what can I do or what can my classmates, peers do to help these kids reach their goals of just getting a bed. So here with me today is Michael Allen from My Very Own Bed, a nonprofit in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as I said, focused on getting kids beds who may not otherwise have one. So I grew up here in the Twin Cities. Um, I went to high school, as I mentioned to you a little earlier, uh, at Benilde St. Margaret's, so local Catholic high school. I mentioned Benilde after all these years because if it wasn't for Benilde or my parents, I don't know if my very own bed would exist. And so what I mean by that is at an early age at Benilde, I got involved in in service learning, in in volunteering, in giving back to the community, and specifically got involved in um, in organizations of with folks that have experienced homelessness. I myself have never experienced homelessness, but at that early age, I was kind of opened up to that and just kind of, I've always um, just had a big heart for folks that are living on the street or I don't have a place to call home, right? So then I, I graduated from high school and that was way back in 1999. Um, I, went to, I went to college at Regis University in Denver, Colorado, and I continued my service work, right? Continued through a college advisor, working with a college advisor, helping families in the city of Denver who recently secured stable housing, recently got a roof over their head. We were bringing them clothing, bringing them food. It was that time, and it didn't form my very own bed, is when I began to see you know, kids sleeping on the floor, sleeping on an air mattress. And you, know, you never even think about it, right? So I graduated from Regis, and I've worked here in social services in the Twin Cities for many years. So I've been a business manager for a nonprofit where I got a lot of different back, I'll call back office experience on, on how to run the business of a nonprofit. Um, so I've been a case manager. I've been a housing locator. And it was through those roles that my very own bed came about. And I always, uh, my, my, I guess I, what I'll start by saying is my job uh, back in 2013, 2014, was to, I was working with long-term homeless families, right? So these are families that have been in shelter, uh, been homeless, been couch hopping. And it was my job to work with a network of, of landlords within the Twin Cities to find these folks housing. A lot of times, uh, we talked about barriers earlier. A lot of times these, these, these families or these individuals, they had, they had a lot of barriers, right? They had evictions on their record. They had felonies. Um, so it was difficult to, to place them and house them. And one story in particular I'll share with you is how My Very Own Bed came about. Um, it was never the dream to start an organization. Um, it, it, it's just that wasn't, well, that was never in the plan. So I'm going to share a story with you about a, a mom. Her name was Denise and her two little girls 
I met Denise uh, back in the winter of 2014. And she had been, uh, her and her two girls had been experiencing homelessness on and off for a number of years. Uh, Denise was pretty open about her mental health um, that she struggled with, uh, her substance abuse she struggled with. And after many months of searching, um, we, I, I finally helped them find an apartment, right? And it was an exciting day. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was, it was a super exciting day uh, the day she moved in. And I was there that day. And the landlord obviously was there too. And Denise signed the lease that day. And uh, it's something, that day is something I'll never forget after that landlord left. It's what started my room bed. And uh, I, I, I looked around the, the apartment, like many of these families I've moved around. And I, what I asked Denise is what would always will stick with me. And hopefully I don't get upset because sometimes it, I just thinking about it, it makes me very emotional still. Um, yeah, I do. I always tear up when I tell the story. Um, so the, the landlord left, right? And I and I looked at Denise and these two little innocent girls, and I said, Denise, where are you and your two little girls going to sleep tonight? And what she told me is what I'll never forget. And what she told me is she said, Mr. Michael, she's called me Mr. Michael. She said, Mr. Michael, it doesn't matter that we're going to sleep on the floor. Um, what matters is there's a bus stop outside of our new apartment that I can take to my job. What matter? God, I get upset. What matters is my kids, uh, they can go to school where their friends go to school. What matters is we live in a safe neighborhood now. And to me, standing there in that living room of an empty apartment, thinking to myself, my God, these kids are going to, this mom and these kids are going to sleep on the floor? You know, up until that point, I, I maybe even still so today, I try not to. I took a bed for granted. I remember leaving there that day, pulling out of that parking lot, being super excited for her. Like, man, this is so cool. They have their very own place. But I also remember thinking to myself, this is messed up. Like, this is the cart before the horse. Like, what are these? They're sleeping on the floor? So what I did, and when I was saying earlier about this was never the dream, is I started to tell my friends and family, like, dude, listen to this. Like my, these, these kids that I'm helping, they're sleeping on the floor. The, the mom is sleeping on this wood floor. And, you know, a couple times after I started sharing this with my friends and family, they're like, Mike, like you should, you should raise some money and get those kids beds. And it's like, ah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and I did, right. I raised like four or $500 and, and it was just to get those kids beds. And I got them, I got them mattresses. I remember I went to Target and I bought them sheets and blankets and that's what changed everything. And when I say it changed everything, it is the impact that I saw from a bed, a bed, right? Like no one ever thinks of that. And what I, what I saw is I saw that those two girls, their overall happiness immediately I saw improve from what I think is from the impact of a bed. I saw their, their attitudes change, their sleep improved. Mom told me about their behavior at home and school and improved. And at the time, I knew that there were thousands of other kids and moms just like Denise and her two little girls. And that's what motivated me. That's what motivated me to keep going. And in the beginning, it was, you know, it, it was a struggle. Um, it still can be. Um, it was a struggle because it, you know, raising money is not easy. And in the beginning, it was just like, 
man, do we have enough money to buy this next bed? <laughs> um, I worked, you asked about kind of how I built this organization up. I worked a full-time job up until 2017. I would rent a U-Haul truck with any amount of money we would get donated um, on the weekends and I would deliver these beds. So backing up a little bit, you know, one bed led to another bed to another bed which led to, hey, maybe I need to start like an official organization, right? And as I said earlier, it was never the goal or the dream to, to, to date, we've provided over 4,000 bets and dream kids. So that was never the goal. The, the goal was always the motivation behind these kids need a good night's sleep. So we, we don't, not only do we provide all new beds, so everything is new. It's all twin size beds. It's all new. We purchased the bulk of our funding that we received. We purchased these items. So a lot of people think that we just get donated beds. We don't. Um, so we provide all new twin size beds. And then we've also provide, as um, you may know, the dream kit. And that's all the bedding items. So sheets, blankets, pillow, mattress pads, stuffed animal in a book. But a lot of these kids and families, they've been in a shelter for, let's say, the last six months. That's no place to call your own. Yeah. And I want to put it in perspective for youth because, you know, if you've never heard parents talk about like security deposits, like your security deposit can look like 300 or $500 real quick. So like, right. you know, for people who are just getting back on their feet, like. 72% were single parent moms or single parent households. You have a mom that's working a, a part-time full-time job who has three kids she, she, we, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. She's going to struggle um, with providing those resources of, of buying three new, let's say she has three kids, of buying three new beds. So that really puts it into perspective for these, a lot of yeah. these families that just struggle with that resource of providing their kids new beds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, it definitely, I think like, if you really just took the time to conversate with people around you, you'd find somebody who's been affected either by like homelessness or finding an issue with getting your kids somewhere to sleep that night. The other thing about nonprofits is the logistics. Where is the money going? Where is it coming from? Is it actually getting to the people that it needs to get to? These are all super valid questions when you're giving your money to a nonprofit or your time. So I asked Michael, well, how do you find these kids in the first place? Do people apply for this? Or where are you finding these families? So in the early days, in the, in the beginning, we had maybe one, maybe two partners. And so we have partners with uh, these referral partners are organizations and school districts. So Minneapolis Public Schools, St. Paul, and Anoka. We're part, we have a formalized partnership with these organizations and school districts. So we have what we call as an MOU, a mutual of understanding uh, with these organizations. A lot of these organizations are helping families in some form of capacity, whether that's uh, shelter, food, education. Through our formalized partnership and the help of volunteers, we're then bringing these beds directly out to the family's homes. Uh, when I say it's closely tied to our business plan uh, and budget, what I mean by that is in the beginning, our budget was, geez, nothing, right? Um, and nothing at all. But as our budget has grown, we take on more partners, we reach more kids, we make a bigger impact. 
To yeah. date, we have around 28, 30 different partners. So again, our budget is annual budget is growing each year. Just last year, we, we secured around um, a half a dozen new partners. So that's how we're reaching more kids. The more funding we get, we partner with more organizations, school districts, very strategic around that. Um, so this year we have some plans um, as our, we know our budget's gonna continue to grow to take on more our partners. Our most popular um, kind of get involved or, or volunteer opportunity is uh, coming on a delivery with us. And so we, we deliver beds on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, usually that's from about 9 a.m. to noon. We have groups of, we ask for about four or five people since we're going into families' homes. They'll first come here and we'll to our office and we'll pack all the dream kits being delivered that day. What I mean by that is we like to personalize, customize those dream kits. So we get, we get requests from our partners, from the families of their child loves um, a big one lately is pink princesses and unicorns. Unicorns is huge, right? Um, well, if we show up with Superman sheets with their bed, oh my gosh, they're just over the moon, right? So it's it's fun for the recipients. It's fun for the, the volunteers to pack these dream kits. After we pack the dream kits, we head out on the deliveries. We go to about four to five different stops. We give the families an option uh, to come into their home to help help them set up the beds. Um, we are always in need of those those dream kit items. So you and I were talking earlier about donation drives. So we're trying to raise over $100,000 in dream kit items. So sheets, blankets, pillow, mattress pad. So we're always looking for, for groups, work groups, students um, to collect those items for us. We have donation collection boxes or we also do virtual donation drives where you can go on to our, our different registries of Walmart or Amazon, select those items that we're in need of, and then those get sent and donated directly to us, to our office. Those are some of the bigger volunteer opportunities. Um, a Kind of a breakdown of cost of goods for one bed. $75 for the bed frame, $125 for the mattress, and then we value the, the dream kits around $80, $85. So cost of goods for us just on one bed delivery is around $300. So any financial donations uh, go towards uh, reaching our goal this year of 1,400 beds. And that is a wrap for Perspectives Podcast with my very own Ben. I'd like to thank the founder, Michael Allen, for being here today and sharing with us these stories. I would also like to thank all my listeners for taking the few minutes out of their day to listen to this story. It's a super personal one to me. I've known people in my life who have experienced either homelessness or going through a shelter and getting back on their feet with little ones. So this has a huge place in my heart. If you want to donate your time or efforts or money, you can go to myveryownbed.org or you can head to Perspectives Podcasts on Instagram. There you will find a link to everything you need to know about donations. And, you know, I would just like to say that this is something that I think we all take for granted, myself included, is just having a bed. So I'd really like to make it a goal to get some kids in Minnesota a bed to sleep on at night. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. <laughs>